HIV Matters explores the current issues people living with HIV experience that impact on their quality of life. The podcast is hosted by me, Michelle Croston, Associate Professor of Nursing at the University of Nottingham, who has a long history of working in HIV care. This edition of HIV Matters comes to you live from the HIV Nurses Association Conference. Within these series of episodes, I will provide you with an overview of the conference, share with you my highlights, catch up with some of the speakers from the conference, and also seek feedback from some of the delegates. We hope you enjoy this special edition of HIV Matters. Today's edition of HIV Matters is from the National HIV Association's pre-conference study day that had a special feature on women living with HIV. I hope you enjoy this episode as I share with you the highlights from the pre-conference study day, catch up with some speakers and also seek some thoughts from delegates. We hope you enjoy this first in a series of three sessions from the National HIV Nurses Association. Today I'm delighted to say that HIV Matters is live at the National HIV Nurses Association Conference in Cardiff. This has been a fabulous pre-conference study day which focused specifically on HIV and women. We've heard talks today from some wonderful speakers and experts within HIV care. I'm fortunate that lots of the guests that I've been speaking today have agreed to come on and do a full episode of HIV Matters with me. I was fortunate enough to catch up with Michelle, who was sharing her views and opinions with regards to what support we can offer young women living with HIV, and she's kindly shared with us the love letter she wrote to herself and other young women living with HIV, which I think is absolutely phenomenal and a really good way to think about how we offer support to the people around us. Lots of the speakers on the pre-conference for the day agenda have agreed to come and speak on the HIV Matters podcast. But what I thought I would do is just provide a quick overview of some of the topics that were on the agenda for those listeners who couldn't attend the National HIV Association conference. So the study day was opened with Michelle talking about young women and she really shared her candid experiences of being diagnosed and transitioning from child services into adult services and kind of some of the support that she needed along the way. As she listened to the interview that we've just done with Michelle, she talks about the need for healthcare professionals to be kinder within consultations, that sometimes the perception from young adults entering our services can be that it's quite harsh compared to the wraparound service they may have received in the paediatric service as well. She quoted a really good quote from Maya Angelou that suggested, you know, people forget often what we say, what we do, but people very rarely forget how we make them feel. And that was a really powerful reminder to myself about kind of sometimes how we show up for people and thinking about that basic kindness and compassion that we all have within us. 
Rebecca then talks about women, HIV and sex, and thinking about happy sexual relationships. Rebecca's going to talk to us a little bit more and expand on her discussions further within a full episode of HIV Matters. Just some of the highlights for me from that conversation was thinking about our focus within health services, mainly around dysfunction and disease rather than sex and sexual pleasure. Now I know that in series two we're going to have Naomi Sutton who's going to talk to us about sexual pleasure, but it was really nice to listen to somebody living with HIV to think about actually how we focus our conversations around sex within the consultation. Also, Rebecca's going to come onto the show and talk to me and our listeners about what does good sexual health look like? Do we focus more on pleasurable consensual sex rather than thinking about disease and dysfunction? So I'm really looking forward to Rebecca joining us on the podcast as she discusses the five action steps to good sexual health. She also talks about the loveliness that her and colleagues that she's been working with have developed to think about actually what are these steps that we can think about or support people with to build positive sexual relationships for the people we provide care and support for. Then Angelina Nambia, a well-loved and respected friend of HIV Matters, talked about the subject of breastfeeding and HIV. It was really good to see the current guidance around this and also listen to Angelina's work with the 4M mental mothers. Angelina really kind of encapsulated some of the voices of yummy mummies and what their experiences were of breastfeeding or not breastfeeding and having that support around that. Angelina's kindly agreed to come and share more about the amazing work that she's been doing within the Mentor Mothers project as well. Emily Clark, medic from Liverpool University, did a fantastic talk around contraception, reproductive health and the menopause as well. It was really good, I scribbled lots of notes from Emily's talk around contraception and facilitating choice. Also Emily mentioned some really stark um, statistics around contraception and that actually 50% of pregnancies are actually unplanned. Again this data didn't um, come from HIV specific populations but it did come from the general population so it's really thinking about the impact of this as well. She also mentioned and again I'm going to invite Emily to talk on the HIV Matters podcast so we can really unpack this. Talking about Black women are four times more likely to die in childbirth and pregnancy. This was some data that I'd never really kind of been aware of. So I'm going to really look into that because I think it's something that I as a professional didn't know about and something that we can ask Emily about more when she, she comes onto the show. She also talked a lot about the real life efficacy of contraceptive choices. So it's great what the studies say or statistics say, but actually what happens in real life. Emily provided a really good overview of different choices of sexual um, health and reproductive kind of contraceptive choices. Emily also looked at this on the journey of um, a woman's reproductive health. So thinking about different contraceptive choices postpartum and also thinking about menopause as well. Emily provided a really comprehensive overview about menopause replacement therapy 
providing different definitions of menopause and perimenopause. Now this is a subject that's close to my heart for lots of different reasons and obviously thinking about what we know about menopause for people living with HIV. So again I'm going to ask Emily to come back to talk to us a little bit more and walk us through some of the data that we do have regarding women living with HIV as they enter kind of menopause and also thinking about our contraceptive choices and drug to drug interactions also. We also had a wonderful um, presentation by Kate Nambia talking about HIV and trans women. Kate produced some really stark kind of statistics when thinking about um, trans, trans women and HIV prevalence and also thinking about the risk factors for HIV and trans women. Also something which she talked about which was quite powerful, this idea of equality and she put up this great slide um, and again I'm going to invite Kate to talk to us a little bit more about this. Thinking about equality giving everyone the same shoe whereas equity be, being likened to giving people a shoe that actually fits. So kind of thinking about the care that we give and does it actually fit or are we just giving everybody the same shoe or the same service that they came through and that kind of really resonated with me as I was listening to her presentation and maybe reflecting on kind of services and maybe some, some aspects of the care that I'd, with good faith, tried to deliver over the years. Also, um, Kate raised um, a great conversation around stigma and our role as healthcare professionals in trying to make a difference and making a difference in this aspect of care. Thinking about the challenges of stigma and also thinking about representation when we're when looking at HIV testing. People need to know that they're represented in the health messages that we're giving. So thinking about really how we include those voices within our health promotion campaigns as well. Also thinking about health related quality of life and how that may be impacted through the lens of trans women and living with HIV and that intersectionality. Again, I, Kate, if you're listening, we would love you to come onto the show and talk to us a little bit more about the great work that you do. Sophie Strachan from the Sophia Forum presented an excellent presentation on HIV prep for women. There's some great resources that I will drop a link into the HIV Matters show descriptions. I don't want to talk too much about HIV for PrEP because I'm hoping Sophie's going to come on and repeat that wonderful presentation that she's just delivered. And it did make me really think about our inclusivity and thinking about women as kind of not empowering women to have these choices around our sexual health um, as well. It kind of really made me reflect on how we include women in conversations around prevention as well. So again I will drop the information in the show description for people to access a wonderful leaflet that Sophie and colleagues have developed looking at PrEP for women and facilitating choice around that. Sadly Joe Josh wasn't able to present her presentation on empowering women and what works well in a consultation. 
what I will do is I will reach out to Jo because the slides that were presented on her behalf really captured, captured some of the ethos around HIV Matters podcast, thinking about how we include people within tro with choice within our consultations and also how we empower women to be part of those conversations as well. There was lots of conversation around assuming knowledge for women living with HIV and also about challenging maybe preconceived stereotypes about knowledge and uh, power within the consultation room as well. So I'll reach out to Jo and invite her to join us to talk to us and learn from her how we can empower women living with HIV within our consultation. Today I'm being joined at the HIV Matters Live Conference Edition by the beautiful Michelle Bokor. Bokor, yeah. yeah. Thank you for correcting me. It's always hard when I read names on pieces of paper, so thank you. So cool. I'm joined by the beautiful Michelle, who's going to talk to us a little bit about her presentation that she's just given at the pre-conference study day. So without further ado, I'll hand you over to Michelle. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. I'm Michelle Bocor and I work at Positively UK as a youth project coordinator. I am also a peer supporter and caseworker as well. I provide peer support to young adults living with HIV aged 18 to 30 in the UK and also co-create and co-facilitate workshops and events so that young adults living with HIV can connect, have fun, improve their well-being and learn more about HIV. And I'm also a young woman woman living with HIV. Brilliant. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us and your time today. So what I really liked about your presentation today when you were talking about young women living with HIV is you wrote a love letter to yourself, yes. which I thought was really powerful. So I'm just wondering for our listeners, are you able to give us a little bit of an insight into yeah, that letter? Definitely. So I wrote a short love letter to, I guess myself, because I am a young woman living with HIV, but it was just dedicated to young women living with HIV who may feel like they aren't worthy of love and acceptance, and it was just a reminder to them that they are. Dear young women living with HIV, I hope you find the courage to keep showing up for yourself. In a world that tries to tear us apart, I hope you surround yourself by people, especially women, who can help put you back together again. You are so deserving of everything good in this world. Keep going. Love, another young woman living with HIV. Brilliant. That's such a powerful lesson, Michelle. So thank you so much for sharing and giving <laughs> this insight to our listeners today. Also, you mentioned about your work with um, Positive in UK around peer support and young adults living with HIV. Mm. I'm just wondering for our listeners, are you able to share a little bit more about that? Yes. So I work in the youth project. It's um, it's basically called Positive Futures and it's funded by the Big Lottery and it started in 2017 and the aims of it is to reduce isolation within young people living with HIV, to educate them 
um, do different workshops which allow them to learn more about HIV and to connect with each other and find that their life is improving in some way by receiving peer support from us. So I work in a team of two people, me and my colleague Eli Fitzgerald, and we work, he's also a youth project coordinator, so we work to deliver peer support to young adults and we also go into a few HIV clinics around London and liaise with the clinicians and we're able to meet with other young adults living with HIV and provide peer support and it's mostly about listening and coming up with solutions and connecting with the young people and we also do workshops so just to name a few we've done like self-love and mindfulness meditation workshops. We've done yoga workshops. Last year, we were able to do a residential where we took away six young people living with HIV. And, and we did workshops on sexual health and relationships and sharing your status. Is there a good way to share your status? Is there a right way? Where do you do it? Um, what are the circumstances that will make you feel safe? And that was... Uh, received very well and it was very successful so we're planning to do that again in September again this year and I've started a small theatre group because theatre is a big part of my life and I love it and I also do some like performance and acting stuff on the side so I thought it would be a good way for me to connect with some other young people who enjoy performance art as well um, so it's a small group but I just take them to see theatre and plays in London and performances in London so we can connect with each other and have discussions about what we've seen. And Eli also runs a young LGBT group under, five, under 35. So he does workshops on um, like just checking with the young people, seeing where they're at with their sexuality. And he's gonna be taking them to Queer Britain, which is the first queer museum in London, which is based in King's Cross. So we do like various activities and it's catered to like, bring young people together so they enjoy it. It's brilliant. It sounds fantastic. You just told us so much information there. It sounds <laughs> amazing. All those different workshops that you've been doing, all the activities, it sounds like a really great um, resource for young people yeah. in HIV. So one thing that really struck me within your presentation is about kind of thinking about from a healthcare professional point of view and working with young adults, is there any tips, um, I mean, that might be a bit too too hard for me to suggest, but something that you said about how we show up um, mm. for young people is really important. So I was just wondering, are you able to expand on that a little bit? Yes, I was just thinking, because I was having a conversation with my manager, my colleague Eli, the other day, and we were just talking about how when you're in... Um, the child clinic, the pediatric clinic, there's so much care and love involved, but it seems like as soon as you transition to adult clinic, it feels like that disappears and there's not as much like, um, it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. There's not like any warmth. It feels like as soon as you turn into an adult, like the love and care goes out the window. Um, but it just reminded me of like when I was first diagnosed, even before then, and my relationship with my nurse at the time and my paediatrician and how they just made me feel so seen and accepted. And I think it's important for young prof professionals working with um, people living with HIV to remember that we are human. And I know that they're very hardworking and they have to see lots of people, but um, we need to be 
understood and heard and like Sophie was saying in um, Joe Josh's presentation we need to be reminded that we know our bodies the best and we need to be encouraged to speak up because I didn't even know that I could like speak up to my doctors if things weren't going well I just assumed they're doctors so they they must know what they're doing but I think we need to be encouraged to be advocates of our own health and keep encouraging young people to speak up um, because it's so important that we're like Sophie said that we're in charge of that everybody is involved in making decisions around our HIV treatment and care um, and also kindness it's very simple but it's very hard these days I think just genuine kindness and understanding um, I think nowadays because we're fortunate enough to have HIV treatment I think some people don't understand that it's not just taking like one or two pills a day like we still have to deal with navigating our lives with sharing our status with our family and having internalized stigma so we just need to be understood a lot more and there just needs to be patience and kindness even though that may be hard sometimes that's really important to kind of bear in mind that kind of basic kindness that we sometimes can get caught up in the doing that we may sort of forget which leads me really nice into a powerful quote you mentioned by my Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Whoa, this girl knows her stuff." <laughs> so, just maybe to to summarize our time together, you were able to leave our listeners with that wonderful quote. Yeah, I because I was thinking about the quote. It's the quote I'm paraphrasing, but it's the quote that says, "People may not remember what you taught them. People may not remember what you do for them, but they will remember how." you made them feel and I think that's so important and like I said in my presentation even though it's been 10 years since I've seen uh, since I've seen my um, pediatrician he's the best I hope I, be, I meet him again Justin Dr Daniel Dr Justin Daniels if you're out there hit me up please <laughs> um, I still remember how he and my nurse Yolette made me feel like even though I was a child, I felt so take, um, taken care of. And I was just learning about my HIV diagnosis and they just showed me an overwhelming amount of love and, and adoration and, and care. And it didn't just seem like a job to them. It felt like they actually cared about me. Like I just wasn't one of their patients that they do blood tests with. Like they actually cared about me as a person, which I think is important. And I think it's important that we uplift young women, especially young people, people in general, and send out just positive vibes, honestly, because I feel like we all need that right now because it's getting so hard. So we just need like um, an influx of love and kindness everywhere. Thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners today. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to thank today's guests for joining me on HIV Matters. If you have any suggestions for guests you would like to see on the podcast, or if you fancy joining me on the show, please contact me at michelle.croston at nottingham.ac.uk. Throughout series one, our amazing guests have been sharing their favourite books with us. If you're anything like me, you'll have been busy trying to find these books in a variety of different bookstores. HIV Matters has teamed up with ukbookshop.org to create our own virtual bookstore, which is absolutely amazing. Because not only do we get to find the books that have been mentioned with ease, 
We also get to support local bookshops when ordering our books. If you'd like to learn more about the HIV Matters bookstore, then please click the link below for more information. Also at HIV Matters, we're really interested in hearing your views on different books that you've been reading. So please contact the show. How to contact the show is in the description below. If you'd like to find out more about Nivna, head over to their website at www.nivna.org. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to HIV Matters if you haven't already done so. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from Vive. Vive has had no input into speakers or content. Today's podcast was edited by Daniel Hege. A special thank you from all the team at HIV Matters. Until next time, thank you for listening and together we can make a difference.